Welcome to Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. I am your host, Tom Steinman. You can call me Steiner. We're all friends here. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank our Planet Net Podcast Network for having us. And thank you to Podcast for distributing uh, to all your platform needs. Please like us on all the platforms. Give us a uh, subscribe and give us, you know, five stars. That'd be great. All right. Let's get, let's get to it. Enough of the business stuff. This podcast, first, I just want to start off really by... You need to know your league more than anything. So a lot of leagues are different depending on the website that you play on, depending on what style of drafting. So the first thing you need to do is to figure out exactly what type of league you have. The league I play in, we are 5 by 5 We use Yahoo. Some people don't like Yahoo. I still have not found a perfect website yet. Maybe someone can help us create one specifically for... Uh, our style of play in an exact uh, way because like we have to do it like through a lot of email stuff uh, for the auctions that we have that I've talked about a lot last podcast if you didn't listen to my last podcast uh, we have a unique way in my dynasty league my, my home league dynasty league that uh, you could just sell players because again we have free budgets I mean there's tax on it and stuff like that but it's ran like a real style MLB uh, ownership Every year we have votes and stuff like that even too. So that's actually something I would like to talk about for our league is that uh, one proposal. So uh, proposals could get thrown out at any time throughout the year, even even in the middle of the season. And then the commish, our great commish, who I can't say enough good things about uh, with this crazy league and how he handles all the situ- different situations, different things that come at him. He doesn't take a cut or anything like that. You know, so... Just, you know, all commission. I want to thank all the commissioners out there. Thank you, guys. You probably you might be the ones listening to this. Actually, my biggest fear, it's probably the, the most truth or the biggest reality, is that only people in my league are actually listening to this, so they're just getting more information about me. But whatever. It's not about that. It's about spreading uh, information and, heck, it uh, benefits me, too, because I have to do, I'm doing a lot of research, and I'm, I'm thinking about what I want to say, so, you know, I'm getting benefits out of it, too. And... Hopefully, you know, others Others will listen to this and get some ideas. So, again, the first thing you need to do is to know your type of league. So, uh, we do vote on stuff. And then when we do vote, uh, so the commissioner gathers all this information. And then we kind of stay contacted through email throughout the whole year, really. There's, you know, people do things, you know, in November and December and stuff, suggest things even. So, we're always in contact. It's almost like real baseball, right? Uh, where... Uh, there is no more like off season. Players are doing more and more in the off season, uh, which is not always. I don't think it's a good thing. You know, you want your guys to do well, and you want them to work out and have healthy diets and stuff like that. But sometimes guys go too far. You do need to give your body a break and stuff. And I think a guy, an example of that, might be Giancarlo Stanton. This guy is. Uh, like you would sculpt his body, you know, if you were an ancient Greece or something, you were a sculptor, like, please address and I will sculpt. But, uh, yeah, maybe he just does, he, he's too much on the weightlifting and the muscles and stuff like that. It might be a bad thing. It might be causing him to get injured in his older age. I don't know. That's just a theory, but something I am, you know, again, so my point is that baseball is becoming a year round thing. Like uh, when there was the offseason, guys were coming in overweight and stuff like that. Like, don't worry, uh, I'll lose the weight by like the season gets started and stuff like that. Now, I mean, from day one, we're like va- evaluating guys, and it's almost crazy because uh, back in the day, even like a few years ago, to what I'm looking at and reading, it seems like people are paying more attention to the spring training games when a lot of these guys, the theory is like they're trying out new stuff. They're not trying to go out there and dominate. They're trying to. St- uh, tinker with stuff, 
maybe try a new batting stance on the offensive end. Like, there's a lot of different things that are going on. These games don't count, right? So, um, but it seems like people are putting more pressure on, like, coming out right away and looking good. How fast is a guy throwing and stuff like that? So, it's very interesting. You know, uh, and every year there's different strategies on, you know, like uh, last year, the, the Red Sox, because they won the World Series the year before, they kind of gave their pitchers a longer break. They didn't want to like start to rev them up and stuff like that. And it kind of that kind of hurt them uh, in the beginning because uh, their pitching was not doing good early on. So teams are always remember, we're always dealing we're dealing with humans. And first of all, every human is a little bit different. So you can't just group them all together. I mean. Different diets, based on your where you come from, and your heritage and uh, your ancestors, like will affect what works for you. I don't think the same diet works for everybody. So again, you know, we're, you're just throwing all these different variables. That's why you never know. There's always risk with anybody. Uh, there's risk with Mike Trout. Maybe the least amount of risk, but there's still risk. You know, he could get hurt or anything could happen. These are humans. Tragedy could happen and affect a guy. Um, Cheating. The Astros, we don't know to what level did that matter, right? Um, these guys at one point before their amazing run led the league in strikeouts. And then next year, they're not striking out at all. The Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs, 51 curve off-speed pitches, zero swings. So we don't know. And anybody who tells you that they exactly know is lying to you. We have ideas. And really, to me, I'm a gambler. I, I used to play a lot of poker and stuff. That's what we're doing. We're, we're analyzing risk. We're putting a team together and ideas and strategies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's not 100%. I mean, the game's not over till the end. And we saw that last year, right? Unbelievable run by the Terriers to make the playoffs, barely. I don't know how we did I, I I'd be... Embarrassed if I did not make the playoffs over that team. How he did it with that pitching staff. I think John Means was like his top top pitcher. Like it was unbelievable. He sold off Frankie Matas, Walker Bueller, and even Kyle Gibson. Like he's not like amazing, but he was like a guy that should be on a team and will help you know de- add depth to your pitching staff. So that was just uh, how that happened. I don't know, but. He made it to the finals too, so you uh, nothing's guaranteed. After he was called out, so I guess that's my point. But so let's get back to uh, the rule changes. And uh, so first thing, you know, you got to know your league. Uh, we are five by five currently. Uh, the offensive categories would be runs, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, on base. We used to be average. We're on base, and our pitching categories are ERA, WHIP, saves. Quality starts. Case. Duh. Case. <laughs> and uh, so 5x5, five five, our league is currently voting on now. So we've just said no to the points. Again, there's nothing. I don't like hate points or anything like that, but just, just for my main league, the league that I'm going to focus on and stuff like that, I want it to be a little bit different. I want it to be uh, because points, I just feel like, okay, pick the best player. Like, there's no real strategy to it. The style, the, the formation that we have, I think you have to have a strategy. You can't just pick the best players. I mean, obviously, you would love to fill your team with the first two rounds, right? Okay. But you still need to make sure that you're, you know, how well-rounded is your team. And it's hard to come out of our draft absolutely completely full, complete team, 
One or two teams may, but they have to pay a high cost because, again, uh, the way our league is structured. But most teams are going to have weaknesses. If it's in home runs, if it's in stolen bases, if it's in the pitching side, maybe K's or quality starts. So the first thing, you know, is uh, in a dynasty league, you already or a keeper league, you kind of know what players are going to be available and how teams are already building and stuff like that. But you want to build the f- complete team. And... Uh, but you also want to like bid other guys up. You got to be careful on that. Uh, so again, there's different styles of snake league and uh, auction league. Uh, our dynasty is an auction league. I kind of like that. You have the the choice at anybody if you really want them. That's always thrown back if you want to pay the price. It's not based on where you are at in your draft location. Again, I don't. I wouldn't mind that. But if you if you are playing that type of league, you need to know that and kind of strategize. Okay, if you know your position, come up with a few plans. All right, what if I take a, start, a top starter if you're at the back end? Or what if I take a, a hit, this hitter? Knowing that second base, you know, uh, if you're at the back end, knowing that you might not get a guy if you really, if you want Altuve, you might have to, you know, he might fall. But, like, if you don't pick him in the 3-4 or 1-2, like, that's a long way to wait. So, or I mean the 11-12 or the 12-13, depending on how, depending on how many people are in your league. But uh, so you got to figure that out. If you're in the middle of the draft, you're going to avoid runs more likely than somebody who, you know, if you're at the end and you pick hitter, hitter, and then before it gets back to you, you just had 15 pitchers go off, you know, and now you're looking at a whole different tier or something. So planning that way, um, because right now this is know who's going to have it with there's again with the like there's so many variables right now it seems like with the juice ball are they bringing that ball back because that matters especially probably for more players than others like i think there's certain players that get a benefit from that uh who with the old ball would be just almost average players you know like good baseball players but if you're not hitting the 35 to 45 home runs and you're hitting a lot more closer to 25 20 to 25 with a good average that's a big difference some other guys you know they get hurt by it joey gallo is probably going to hit a home run no matter what the ball is you know if when he gets a hold of one so bregman you know that's a big one how many of you know bregman had a lot of home runs but like He's more of a line drive hitter again with that ball. He seems to be a guy that, you know, if it's the same ball, he's probably going to be good. But then you add on to the uh, the fact that they were cheating. Like, these are humans. So how is that going to affect the team? How much are they going to be able to handle going from stadium to stadium getting booed at? So I'll get more into the uh, teams or whatever. But, yeah, so uh, a couple things that we were voting on is adding a sixth category. So we could add a sixth category to both sides. The thing is there's – People who proposed it, there's been different proposals on what those uh, categories are and stuff. Like, I'm open to anything. I just don't feel like we need to change personally. Like, I think it's still very competitive. And I, I actually see this year probably being more competitive than even last year. And last year was, at that time, the most competitive, I felt like, 1 through 12. Um, so I'm seeing that this year, I think, with adding... A new manager, like, uh, again, Nick, great job, but with a new team that's willing to, I think, uh, spend more at the draft, spend more during, because uh, we also add free agent moves cost money and stuff like that. So that's something we're voting on. But uh, so let's get to that. Actually, that's the one that I would, wouldn't mind. Um, some teams really spent, actually, the Terriers not spending a ton of money at the, dra- at the draft, spent Im- uh, immensely a lot of money uh in the middle of the season because he used so many free agent moves. So how it worked was the first two free agent moves are free. 
the next one's a dollar, and after that it doubles. So one, two, four, eight. So if you're using seven moves, it's like sixteen bucks or something like that a week, if that's your average. Again, like it doubles every time you use one. So uh, the suggestion is to maybe um, take one of the free ones away, or start the. Uh, there's a couple options I can see. So you could still do the free two free because maybe you think. Uh, and then start the third one at $2 and doubles it. So that just gets escalating quicker exponentially, right? So, or the other idea could be that you just get one free and then start a dollar to start it that way. The, they would both be similar. Uh, you would get a few more dollars possibly with that dollar move. Whatever. Either way, uh, I, I kind of like that idea because uh, it makes it, yeah, it makes, if you're going to try to do that, it's going to make you, you got to pay a little bit more. I don't really think that teams should be able to pick seven, eight guys. That's not really a good, that's a streaming. So a, a little too much luck and being able to go around the system. So if we have it still in place, but you're going to have to pay probably a little good amount more on average. So the six by six, I mean, I don't care, whatever. And then the other idea is to keep it five by five. And then maybe change uh, a category like saves. And at first, I know this has been brought up, actually, I think the year previously, it was brought up that we could do saves plus uh, holds minus blown saves, Uh, which I think that would probably be the best route to go. My worry with going to saves plus holds would just it would dilute the amount of relief pitchers that would be considered usable. It just the the replacement level with saves. I really think uh, <laughs> it really brings a lot of money to the pot. First of all, they get drafted pretty for a decent amount at the draft if you want. Because again, it's hard to come out with a complete team. So you know um, it hurts if you're not if you don't have saves coming out of the draft. Like. Yeah, you could try to get that by the playoffs and stuff like that, but like you want to start winning these matchups right away. So closers usually go for a decent amount. So if you add the, all the relief pitchers who get holds too, which is all of them, uh, it kind of hurts. It just doesn't make them as valuable during the regular season. They get drafted, all, or they get because uh, a lot of the playoff teams want to add a good closer if they can. So it's often a guy who gets sold. We had a bunch of them sold last year. Josh Hader got sold for $100. Edwin Diaz for $80. Uh, Sean Doolittle was, uh, I think, like $80. Bucks. I might be off on that one. But I don't remember exactly, but I know he went. For, I mean, so that was at least three right there. They're often used for trade pieces. So for the teams who are out of it, they can package a, you know, a couple. Uh, so one trade I wanted to actually, I remember I looked up. Uh, the the team from Atlanta brought up that they made a trade a few years ago with the uh, the Giants, uh, the Cannibal Giants, and uh, said that he got the best of them. Well, I looked up the trade, and the trade was Clayton Kershaw, who was a very good player uh, of Bob's team, and I, it makes sense, uh, Bob. Why Bob would be, you know, like that's a good keeper. You're like, why would you trade him? You're, you're going for it. Well, they traded him for Garrett Cole, and then also two closers. And I'm, the the closers aren't coming to mind, but that's how he was able to get Kershaw. And I think I would say Bob won that trade. Bob won the league that year, and he could have kept Cole for cheaper. And obviously, Cole's like, uh, if you listen to the last one, Cole's worth a lot of money. He's worth like he's like a hundred. I think he uh, was like fifty three dollars to keep that year, around that maybe fifty eight. And uh, now he's costing $141 to keep the highest uh, ever of a pitcher. So uh, he had Garrett Cole and then two closers in one. 
the uh, thing. And I would say since that year, I believe it was like 2017, that middle of that year, since then, Kershaw has definitely not uh, probably got the value back the last couple of years. So we'll see. People like him this year. Um, but I just wanted to uh, mention, just bring up yeah, how closers, uh, the value that they have and stuff. But it sucks. I've heard, uh, I've talked to the commission about this. And, you know, it sucks when uh, he, I, I, this was like a, uh, last year. I tried to build a complete team. I was one of the big spenders. I, I, try, I came out with what I thought were three pretty good established closers. And I was excited about that to add with my starting pitching and my hitting. And, and though I did well, my relief pitchers did not bring back the value that I was hoping. Um, again, that's a little bit of risk, but you wanted, you know, like at first it was good because they were doing all right. But I had Iglesias, uh, Wade Davis, and uh, I spent a good amount of money on somebody else that's blanking my mind. And uh, I just looked at the board. Robertson for uh, the Phillies, who I really liked or whatever. So, uh, and I know Adam, uh, the commission, did the same thing, the Colt 45s and getting three guys. And by the end of the year, only one of them worked out. And then he had, like, even, like, because the trade deadline happens, and so, you know, in the real baseball, a lot of relief pitchers, you know, top relief pitchers get pitched. So, you know, you're, you're trying to get backup guys or planning for that kind of stuff. Like, you know, when Shane Green got sold, you know, Joe Jimenez became the closer. So that guy just gained a ton of value. So, you, so, you know, he was trying to be ahead of that. And you had, like, Aaron Bummer, who a lot of people thought, like, Colome was going to get traded. Boom, didn't get traded. And he held on to that guy, you know, for a few weeks. Like, so... I get the frustration, and then he went and bought Edward Diaz for $80, and I thought that was a great buy. I wanted him. I was up north, and I missed the auction, actually, the deadline. I probably would have bit him up. Guy loses his job, like did awful, loses his job. So um, I get the risk, but I feel like it's just like I love the wild cardness of it. I love the randomness of it, and I love chasing it. I don't know. It's uh, It intrigues me. But uh, if we were to change it, I would not personally would not like – uh, saves and holds just added. I would like to add the blown saves so that way there's some type of penalty. You're not just picking up a guy, and if he do, if he sucks, like it should hurt you. you uh, so might subtract it. I mean, it already hurts you in whip and array, but I feel like again that only saves some of the value. Again, I kind of like the way it is. I would like to try it. Out, you know, we could talk. You know, I don't know at least another year. I would not before we've tried. You know, before voting on it, I'd give another try. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. I don't, uh, there's not too many more. I don't think, uh, oh, I know we want to, uh, I think vote back on, uh, making somebody pay. So if you get 10 owed, like it's hard to get 10 owed. Uh, it might happen every once in a while, you know, once a year you just got unlucky, uh, but have a penalty for it. Cause, uh, again, trying to, um, do everything we can from preventing, Teams just kind of like tanking at the end and stuff like that and affecting playoff runs. And I mean, I, I get the Detroit Tigers, you know, like you sell guys off, they're going to lose. They suck, you know, and, but they might win a game. At least they have uh, a team out there, you know, making sure that they have a full roster. And so it's not like they have a bunch of IL guys on their roster and playing back, you know, like not taking advantage of the opportunity. So, you know, my issues come in when like, you look at a team's roster and they have like guys that should not be on their team extra out. Like just, it just doesn't make sense. It shows that you're not even trying. So I just want, you know, a little effort. It's a big expensive league. A lot of people invest a lot of money in the league. So effort. All right. I think I've said enough about, you know, knowing your league, knowing uh, the rules and uh, how deep your league, you know, it, it matters how deep your league is. If you're an eight, you know, you 
definitely want the superstars. If you want the 10, you're still kind of aiming for the superstars. 12, you know, it's a little bit deeper. Um, so you're looking at the replacement level, you know, in the eight-man league, like even guys, you know, who are uh, Nelson Cruz, you know, like you're not going to put a ton of money on him in that eight-man league. Like he could be good, but like you're, you're just going for the top. I don't know if Nelson Cruz is great. Uh, a great choice, but uh, that's what I got. <laughs> um all right. First, I just want to talk about uh, a little bit about the American League, and it's very interesting. I had uh, the Yankees as like the top team before the uh, stuff that came out about the Astros. You just assumed the Astros were going to be there. You thought the Red Sox are going to make another good run at it. Cleveland, uh, but all those teams have had things that ha- are not good for them, and so you're looking at like four out of maybe the top five teams. Uh, I would say maybe Minnesota is probably that other team ahead of Cleveland even, but I haven't really seen anything bad news about them coming out. But the other teams, you know, who I I had as favorites and stuff, you know, there's some question marks. Now the Yankees, of course they have full of depth, and it always seems like like Tauschman, right? Like they always have somebody you don't even know of and they just put in. I mean, they still have Clint Frazier. They've got a lot of uh, injuries in that outfield. Uh, pitching, you know, Severino's out for the year. Paxton's already hurt. You know, you're already, when you're drafting Paxton, and I had drafted him last year. I love his, when he's pitching, but you've got to almost assume he's going to probably be on the IL for a little while. So, again, depending on what type of league you are, would depend on how much value you might give uh, Paxton. You know, I play. We play in uh, three IL spots. You know, some leagues are no IL spots. So like, you're you're trying to get more of a workhorse maybe than a guy you know who might give you 140 innings, 150 innings at a good quality. You might want a guy who's going to more likely give you at least 180 or something like that, if that's possible. So again, knowing the type of style, you know, knowing if you could trade, you know, if you can't trade, then you better go get who you want, or it, it, it just changes it up a little bit. So I, I've been in a no trading league. Um, that matters. Just know your league. I can't stress that enough. Uh, I mean, one thing is like, uh, you know, if you're looking at, I like OBP. I would, I prefer OBP. Uh, maybe I'm biased, but I think it's a better, well, it is changing. I will say that. And I, I think, uh, that's the worry I get is like baseball's become enamored with, uh, just stat cast and, all this data and information and like sometimes it goes too far. And I think that's what we're trying to, I think that's what like when going to the points league or adding these categories, like, like come on, we do, we do, we want the best. And this, this is how you decipher who the best player actually is and stuff like that. And it's just like, come on, man. <sighs> so, uh, but so one thing, you know, you look at last year and uh, in an average league, cause uh, I played in an average league and I, played in on base league my dynasty league's on base league uh i drafted actually in the other league in the average i drafted ronald acudia christian helich and bregman uh three out of the top six hitters i still want to let you know i did not make the playoffs but uh and that's partly because i wasn't as focused on that the other part is i overspent on vlad i spent like 36 budget dollars out of 260 or whatever on vlad and i really should it because if i would have used that at pitching i really think i would have had a really good team without even having to like do the daily managing and stuff like that. So that's where I messed up. Uh, it was a last-minute like draft that I jumped in. Uh, I even had DJ Lee Mayhew, too, like, who I picked up somehow, and he finished number 19. But anyways, uh, 
Ronald Acuna is the number one hitter in an average league. Christian Yelich was four, Cody Bellinger five, and then, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Christian Yelich two, Bellinger three, uh, and then Trout was like number eight, it looks like. But if you go to an on-base league, um, Trout actually finished number one. I'm sorry, actually, Bellinger finished number one hitter, and Trout number two, according to Yahoo, uh, based on on-base. So uh, if you're drafting an on-base league, I would probably take Trout definitely over Acuna. But if you're, I see, uh, if you're, a lot of people go back and forth on this. I would, I'm, again, I've had Trout the last few years. It's just, yeah, he's had a few injuries and stuff like that that missed some time, but like when he plays, it's just, a known thing, he's going to do good. Nakuna is great, but I think he's probably going to be a little bit more streaky because he doesn't take the walk. So you're uh, you're taking that out. So again, on base, though, uh, Trout had a 4.38 compared to Acuna's 3.65. That's a big difference because we're also talking about m- many more uh, played appearances and stuff like that. So know your know the style of league you're in. Uh, Trout, yeah, even with the time missed finished ahead of Acuna. So he had 470 at-bats to Acuna 626 and was still able to outproduce him in less games, according to Yahoo. So know your stats and know your league. Super important. But yeah, so I feel like the AL is a little bit more open this year. It's kind of exciting because uh, I really like Tampa. That's the other. I, I should have said Tampa is probably in the top five. But those top six teams are supposed to be, maybe not Cleveland. Cleveland... You know they're thinking about trading Lindor and stuff, so maybe they kind of see that they already traded, they already gave away Kluber. Like they didn't even give it. You know, I, I get they're trying to get rid of that salary and stuff like that, but it was ridiculous. They couldn't couldn't use them. Um, but so maybe they're trying to get cheaper and then more focused on the future. Maybe they're scared of the Twins. Maybe they're scared of what the White Sox are about to bring. Um, I don't know. Uh, but. Clevenger's uh, hurt a little bit. I know his knee, but you know I love Clevenger when he throws. But I think you got to add in to how violent he is in his throwing. Uh, that he has is a little bit higher uh, risk for a possible injury. That's just my thoughts and what I've seen. I do love the guy when he's throwing though. So if you get a full season on, like he's going to be top ten. Um, but injuries, we'll see how long you know if it happens again. Because he was injured last year, and now he's injured again. So, uh, but it's a meniscus tear. Supposedly he should be all right, but I don't. You know, I don't like injuries to start off the year already. You know, you want a clean bill of health if you can. Uh, I've had it before. You know, like I had to. I had to keep Degrom. Was it last year or two years ago? And he was having back. I was like, ah, oh, crap. You know, it, you never want to see that. You hope it's all all right, but, you know, these teams aren't always coming out and telling you exactly what's going on. The players don't come out and tell you. You always find out the year after, right? Like, oh, yeah, I was dealing with this injury, and how much of that's truth? You know, I don't know. Daniel Murphy, I don't think Daniel Murphy's high enough to get drafted in our auction, but, like, suppose he had an injury. So, you know, it is intriguing. Like, oh, a guy could that plays at Colorado, you know, always. Uh could be, you know, if he hits, you know, like if he is, if it was the truth and he comes back, back, you know, obviously he's older. And so there's just so many question marks, but uh, you never know how much injuries play into effect. Uh, but man, it should be fun. Cause I think the National League is a little bit more set, even though uh, the Nationals themselves scare me a little bit because relying on that, those pitchers 
so much. Scherzer, Scherzer had a little bit of injury. I think he only finished with like 178 innings in the regular season, but he pitched throughout. You know, he he pitched over 200 innings. Uh, Corbin pitched over 200 innings regular season plus the playoffs, and then Strasburg, same thing. You know, so these are kind of career highs, I believe, for these guys. At least you know, including the playoffs or how deep they went and stuff like that. Game seven of the World Series. Um, they had to play a wild card game, so they they played a lot of games, a lot of innings. They're older, more established players. Strasburg has had an injury history, um, but you know those those pitchers scare me. Uh, let's talk about some injuries actually uh, that are kind of concerning that are going on. Uh, Canning Griffin of or Griffin Canning, I'm sorry, uh, of the Angels is dealing with some issues. So that you know that was kind of a sleeper I've I've been reading about that uh, guys kind of like and stuff like that. Uh, he had a pretty good year last year, uh, I believe. Uh, the Senators had him, and they they you know as a rookie did really well. I was hoping to maybe have a chance at him. I have like. <laughs> You know, you like your guys, but, like, especially in an auction, like, everybody has their price. Last year, I ended up with a couple of guys that I did not imagine that I w- when I predicted. But I was just kind of like, all right, I think this guy's at least this value. One of them was Nelson Cruz. I think I paid, like, $53. I wasn't planning. I thought he was at least probably 60 or 70 or something, the way, you know, just what I thought of him, hitter-wise. And uh, probably not 70. Uh but I, I got him. I was like, oh, all right, okay. And same thing with Lorenzo Cain, who I think came out pretty hot last year at the beginning, and I was really liking him. I tried to sell him. No one would buy him after, but apparently he had like a thumb injury and stuff like that. So, um, but both guys, I was not like really predicting that's who I would come with, especially in this type of style. You, you, you got to have some plans. You got to have some backup plans because all it takes is one guy to really like him and be able to will, you know, because the way a couple of these guys, you know, they got a bunch of money coming to them from the auctions from the year before, you know, so a team like uh, Eric's team, the Brooklyn Dodgers, you know, they're starting at like a 900 and something dollar pre-tax budget. So good luck with that. Uh, Judge's shoulder, that can't, you know, that's one of uh, the Angels, Victor's team. He's being kept, obviously, uh, but, man, that's a superstar, especially in on base league. You're like, oh, man, you don't want to see that. And then, again, I talked about Stanton earlier, the bicep thing. Like, mm, always getting injured. Is he too muscular for baseball? You know, I just got to, like, do some yoga or something. I don't know. If he gets thrown back, I, I mean, I will be interested in him because, obviously, we've seen what his capabilities are, but there's risk. And, uh, again, the Yankees with Aaron Hicks, another guy. Like, that's three outfielders, three starting outfielders, like really good ones. I like, I like Aaron Hicks. He always seems to be a little undervalued and stuff like that. Um, and then Luis Severino and James Paxton talked about those guys. Uh, in other news, Wade Davis has been announced to closer. I had Wade Davis last year. Oh, man, it was brutal watching some of those blow-ups that he had in my team. Um so, well, you know, and it, but it was just two years ago that he did a really nice job. So a really good job. That's why I went out and bought him. I, I understand he played in Colorado, but I was hoping that as a one-inning pitcher, he would be all right. And some other players. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon is going to miss opening day. Too bad, man. He really was playing really well last year. He's getting older, though. But uh, leading off of that Phillies lineup, you know, I was hoping he'd him and Justin Upton. Those guys were amazing. Hopefully they can have healthy years. They were both banged up last year. Uh, curious to watch those guys. I used to love Justin Upton, man. 
Uh, I made one of the worst trades ever for him. I believe this was like, uh, his, I don't know if it was, he was getting drafted like in the second round. Man, and uh, <laughs> uh, I traded Bob like as soon as I could because he drafted him. Uh, but I traded him like Josh Hamilton, Cliff Lee, and Hunter Pence. And all three of those players outperformed Justin Upton by a mile and gave Bob the champion. Josh, uh, Josh Hamilton won a MVP that year, and Hunter Pence was amazing. And then Cliff Lee was top five starting pitcher or something that I because he was injured that year and I got him late like in the seventh round but people did like him I thought he fell I was happy but then I traded them all for Justin Upton where were you guys at to veto that trade huh nobody wanted to veto that one anyways um so yeah know your know your league I can't stress that enough I remember so let's talk about like uh position scarcity a little bit uh Sometimes people overevaluate that, but from what I'm seeing, uh, second base is probably the most uh, scarce hitting position. Uh, luckily, I'm happy with Keston Hero as a $5 keeper. Looking forward to that. I'm hoping, you know, I mean, if he sucks, that sucks, but he's going to be a cheap young keeper for me. I'm excited to see what he does in Milwaukee's offense with a healthy Christian Yellich, a healthy Lorenzo Kane around him. Good, good division or good home ballpark. And uh, so. But yeah, second base definitely seems to be probably the scarcest position. I remember when it used to be shortstop, and there was a premier uh, three shortstops. One year I drafted all three of them. They were Jose Reyes, Hanley Ramirez, and um, Troy Tulowitzki. The thing was, I could technically play them all still because uh, Hanley had third base. He was with the Dodgers, I believe, at that time. That time. So he had third base eligibility too. So uh, they were all like, first like top 15 overall picks and stuff and league hated me because we we're at auction draft i kept bidding them up but i got all three of them i'm like i don't care and then i tried to trade one of them and it got vetoed and a big rule that changed the rule actually about uh not being able to trade the first month of the season that's why it's there guys but yeah so shortstop is definitely not that way now shortstop is very deep third base is pretty deep too uh but it's just amazing to see how many good shortstops there are. I just remember at time how scarce it was. Um, but yeah, uh, second base is definitely the scarcest. I mean, the top guys are like El Tuve, and they're not, they don't have the superstars either. Like, I don't think any of them are getting, uh, are drafted in the first two rounds even. Uh, depending on who you like, Gleyber Torres or El Tuve or Elbies are probably the three, the three main guys that pe- people have. And they all go probably around the third round middle of the third round you would say um so they're not very the high end's not good then you have whit merrifield I'm not sure if he's being kept or not but he only you know he only had 20 steals last year uh kettle Marte is next jonathan villar oh, i'm sorry kettle Marte, and then keston hero villar lemayhew muncie like good guys but uh just not as powerful as some of the other positions so uh, first base first base is pretty good they have at least a couple top end guys with like Bellinger and uh, Freeman, but uh, still not like uh, top heavy as it used to be. Man, first base, you would everybody had two first basemen. Man, you were getting two of them, and it's not like that. You don't have to do that anymore. All right, guys, um, that's all I really got for today. Um, hopefully, I'll do another episode, even maybe in the middle of the week or something like that. Maybe I'll have a guest on. Um, it's draft season, baby. It's March first today, and. Uh, this is when the time, you know, it's it's spring, players are playing, people are drafting. 
enjoy your league. Have fun. If you want to give me any uh, emails or message me, uh, I'll answer your emails on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, email me at Steiner nineteen twenty one at gmail.com. Again, that's Steiner S T I N E R, or hit me up on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's at Steiner nineteen twenty one. Go ahead and uh, tweet me at that if you want to. Uh, or want your message read or your question read and answered. Uh, again, I don't get. I I like a lot of players. I'm not gonna get too specifically. Uh, again, because you kind of got to know what type of style of league you get. You have. So if you want a specific question answered, go ahead and email me again at steiner1921 at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at steiner1921. Again, it's S-T-I-N-E-R. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Happy, Happy baseball.